Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am one of your hosts, Larry. And I am your other daytime host. Uh, late afternoon, early afternoon, mid-afternoon, whatever. It has been a long it. time since we've had a Saturday recording. In the middle? It's been a long time since we recorded when the sun was still out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm kind of in a basement with very bright lights on me right now, so I can't tell, but yes. We are pre-recording this episode, uh, mainly because we've decided that we want to give people time to see new movies when they come out, especially in a post-pandemic world. Yes. Even with it streaming on Peacock, some people would rather wait until like the week after the weekend release and go on, like, on a Tuesday morning when there's less people there. So this review is coming out a week after Halloween Kills premiered, but just enough, I've already seen it. I went Thursday night to a theater. If you head on over to the Here's Johnny Twitter, you can actually see a picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> what I wore. Uh, Justin watched it on Peacock, which is pretty cool that you were able to do that. Yes, Peacock. And uh, yeah, so if you can't tell from the title, we are doing a Halloween's Kills review. We are going, so the kind of layout episode, since this is pre-recorded, know what's new because it will be dated and everything. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't do that. I do have a uh, an Audible book review. Which is, yeah, I think our first... Uh, yeah, I'm going to explain kind of how that happened, and then we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into the Halloween Kills proper review. Uh, we'll have background. We're having no spoiler section, but we'll give our thoughts without spoilers. Whether this is a must see, <laughs> wait, wait for it to come home, but it is home. So wait, 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 wait for the Blu-ray or a skip. Yeah. Um, then we'll get into the spoiler section proper and actually give it scores. Yeah, and we'll let you know ahead of time when we are going to spoil it because because it is a new movie. I, I think it's fair to yeah. Give we'll we'll, we'll get very very clear before we head into that territory. Yes. So with all that, Justin, like I said, the only kind of pre-review stuff I have is the book review. If you want to, we. I don't have it, it logged. I don't have that. Oh no, that's fine. I'll make okay. sure you're ready oh, to yeah. get into it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, so. Um, I am in control of the Here's Johnny subreddit, uh, subreddit of the Reddit account. Um, I don't. I used to post a lot of episodes until one time I posted Suspiria in the Giallo, yeah. the R Giallo subreddit, and this one neckbeard, who I could only assume was a neckbeard, came in there and just started telling me about how Suspiria isn't actually a Giallo film. And after that, I stopped posting episodes in subreddits because I. Did not that have a bandwidth for that. Too. Damn. Yeah, but I mean that, I, that's how I use Reddit, and yeah. I follow like sports stuff and everything. But I'm also on an auto audiobook subreddit. Um, and someone posted a few weeks ago. The user's name was N Reluctant. They posted that they had free Audible codes for a young adult horror book, and okay. so I messaged them and said, "Hey, like, I would love to have it. And I could even like do a little quick review on my, my podcast." And this person was like, well, okay, well, I have other ones too. So they sent me four audiobook codes. Jesus. Um, three of them are like between two and five hours, but one's 24 hours. So I think yeah. since we have a, a big gap before the next recording, I'm going to actually listen to that big one next. Okay. I, I'm trying to think what the next recording aliens. is aliens will be the first okay yeah, that, yeah. yeah that'd be perfect to talk about it it'll yeah. be fun too because then uh, rachel and mars will be able to ask me questions and stuff too i think that's kind of the fun of it yeah absolutely so the book that i have is called nightmares live here it is uh a collection of four short stories the audible book is about two and a half hours long 
Um, it's actually super cheap too if you wanted to go get a copy of it. It it leans young adult, but it's it's got more of a Fear Street vibe, if you know what I mean. So it's not Goosebumps, it's more Fear Street. Narrate. Sorry, do, do you know who the narrator is? I can find out really quick because, again, I have the audiobook. One second. The narrator was a dude. <laughs> uh, the Nope, I don't want you downloading. I just want to look at the information. I, I'm still very new to uh, the Audible, Audible app. <laughs> All right. The narrator is Michael Goodrick. Okay. I, I, I'm, book, I'm just curious. Cause... The book's a little bit old. It came out on October 1st of 2019. That's not, that's um, not an old book. Two years? That's not old, though. Okay. Sure. The four <laughs> authors of the short stories are James Aggie Jr., Richard Cardenas, Luke Griffith, and Katie Johns. The four stories... I'm not going to spoil anything because I will get to it, but is about a person going for a walk in the woods. Okay. An ode to Edgar Allan Poe. I don't want to give anything else more away than that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, a story of someone who has an interaction with a ghostly clown. Okay. And what I can only describe as a story of a very terrible date. Okay, interesting. <laughs> um... I listened to it, I, I messaged you about it, I think on Thursday, because I was listening to it when I was writing my final paper for MIS. Yeah. And I was surprised at how good it was. Like, the author did a really, really good, I mean, the narrator did a really, really good job. It was engaging. It was short. Like, each of the stories themselves are like 25 to 30 minutes. Okay. So they were really fast-paced, short stories. And I think that that's really good. I mean, we have obviously reviewed Video Palace on here. Yeah. And we enjoy that. We have a lot of people who listen to this who enjoy, like, the audio dramas and everything. Yeah, so absolutely. that was kind of similar to that. And I, when we reviewed um, War of the Worlds, I talk about how, like, I really kind of like that. And I thought it worked. My favorite is probably the Bad Date one. I figured it probably ends up some kind of madman or some one of the two is wrong. To keep Something trying, keep, like I'm, I'm trying to keep it spoiler free, even though I yes. have no idea. I'm trying not to spoil myself as well. Um, so. But it was really good. I'm, I, I do not, obviously, since I have the credit, I don't know how expensive the Audible book is, but I know the paperback over on Amazon yeah. is like two bucks. What's it called again? Sorry. Nightmares Live Here. Nightmares Live. You'll I... know the cover of the book because it's got a giant spider on the cover. Uh, the audiobook. This is Canadian, so it's probably like it's probably like <laughs> three bucks there, but it's like six bucks here. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Good. It was it was super cheap, but it was really good. Like it was, especially because like we are in the Halloween season, we all obviously enjoy that. But it was super cool. If it was me, for how cheap it is, like yeah, I have wasted nice three dollars in a much worse way before. <laughs> that's fair. Um, and I, I honestly think I would probably go back and listen to a couple of these too. So. Um, my thoughts on it would be to go and go get it. Go get a cheap Audible book and enjoy the spooky season and have someone read you scary stories. Yeah, well, uh, like you said, especially if it's only like, uh, yeah, granted the paperback is three bucks, so maybe it's four bucks there or something. Right? Yeah, that's n- nothing. Audible no. books are usually like thirty bucks, right? So the next auto, so Two Towers, which is um, I'm listening to Lord of the Rings very slowly, but Two Towers is like a forty dollar audiobook. 
or you wait for that one month credit to come up. I don't have that anymore. I cut that out when we went on the Dante uh, oh, saving spree. Well, if you ever want to listen to any of the Dark Tower books, let me know. I'll hook you up with my <laughs> Audible account. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to say thank you to Ed Reluctant. Again, I have three more Audible book reviews coming, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and they'll be coming up in the coming weeks. Not until, again, the first, the next one will be on the Aliens review because everything else is pre-recorded because Justin's getting married a yes. week from today. Uh, oh, yeah, a week from today when we record. As we record. But, uh, as this comes out, I guess I will already be on my honeymoon. For 48 hours, that's right. Oh, God. Weird. But yeah, man, that's all I have. I know it's a Saturday afternoon. We have family and other things planned this after, after yeah. this, so... Let's review Halloween Kills. So... Halloween 2018, I believe, was one of the first movies we reviewed that, like as it came out, and I think we both like went to the theater and like immediately came home and sat down and reviewed it. Yeah, we. I I think you went earlier in the day, and I think I came home at like eleven o'clock, and we sat down and we reviewed it. Yeah, and yeah. I remember Matt was like rushing to send us an email at the yeah. time because he was one of our first <laughs> listeners. Um. We have matured and realized that that kind of rush isn't necessary anymore. No, God, no. Uh, but no, so this is obviously supposed to come out last year, but with the pandemic, uh, this is now a 2021 American slasher film. It is the 12th in the franchise of Halloween. It's returning director David Gordon Green. He co-wrote the script with Danny McBride again and Scott Teams. This is the bridge film for the trilogy that these guys are working on start with the empire strikes back of kills and then ends yeah um once again we have jamie lee curtis and james jude courtney reprising their roles as laurie strode and the shape this film literally picks up right as the last movie ended yes uh it premiered this year at the venice film festival which is pretty freaking cool it was shot on a budget of $20 million. Obviously, no box office information as of yet. Uh, and like we mentioned earlier, Justin watched it on Peacock because it released on Peacock at the exact same time that it came out to theaters. This movie will be followed by Halloween Ends, which comes out next October, the 14th to be specific. I have an idea for that. Okay. Uh, get it? I let's. So I know, uh, I don't know if this is okay to say, but I know... Uh, Rachel is planning something Salem related next year. I have heard tell. We should try to get together to watch Halloween Men's. I would love that, but I obviously I went and saw this at the very first release I possibly could. I'm I, telling I, you. I, I don't have patience, and you scared yourself because you thought you saw a spoiler, but it was actually just an image from <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween, too. Yeah, well, that movie was shit and very forgettable. <laughs> I'm just saying, a, what, six-and-a-half-hour drive, I think, is what it would be for me, mm-hmm. to you. That's not that far to drive. We'll figure something out. But I think I, that would be very that'd be, cool. That'd be very cool. Yes. That'd be very, very, very cool. So no spoiler review. Yes. Um, It's going to be hard. I would say if you want my full thoughts, we're going to have to actually have that in the spoiler section. Same. <laughs> uh, 
so basically what I'm going to say is this is a must-see um, for me. The gore and the violence is... I thought it was more violent than Spiral, to be quite honest. Oh, it is very much the... I gotta remember to stay spoiler free here. It is very much the Halloween two of the modern era, and I think if Halloween two were be were to be made today, it would be as violent as this. Yeah. Um, I think if it wasn't on Peacock, I would say wait. Really? Yes. Oh wow! This, the spoiler <laughs> review is going to be intense. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, the movie. If you've seen the trailers, or if you know, obviously it's a trilogy, and you know if yes. there's a trilogy, like there's certain things that you can probably assume, and you're safe to assume them. I won't say them until the spoiler section. Yes, but you know, I, I think it's safe to say that in a trilogy, the second movie usually has a darker tone to it. So this is this is how I've always looked at trilogies. I think the best sequel or best bridge movie for a trilogy is the two towers you want to introduce new characters that are going to be important that weren't important for the first part of the story but will become important for the end so you have to introduce new characters and make us care about them you need to raise the stakes and you need to have a scene that is that that, that literally is all you really remember about the movie but it's why you go back and rewatch it right so two towers I think it's probably one of the best ones ever done. But if you think about that movie, it's very dull. Like, literally until the battle at the very end. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of, like, character progression and putting people in the places they need to be for the final arc, right? Um, I think this one did a very good job at introducing new characters, having a brutal climax... But most importantly for me, and again, if you want to hear my full thoughts un- unfiltered, <laughs> stick I feel like we're going to have to do that very soon because I don't yes. think I really think with this, there's not much we can really say. Yes, is what they did with Michael in this movie is, in my opinion, what Rob Zombie tried to do and failed at. I would go the other way um okay all right that's it we're getting we're getting the spoilers all right guys so this is your this is your warning justin and i are heading into our spoiler (laughs) review we we can't wait any longer we have to. we're going to give scores it's all coming forward but yeah just to end it real quick for me again i am a michael myers super fan yeah for me it is a watch immediately stop what you're doing and throw it on justin is saying this is a wait for a home release yeah or like because it came home don't rush out to go see it. Oh, you should see it eventually, but I, I don't think you need to run to see it. All right. And that, you have a, you have a noise we can play to really delineate? Uh, I don't give a crap if you covered yourself perfect. in peanut butter and had a 15-hooker gangbang. That, that, is, that has fastly become <laughs> the, the, the noise of here's Johnny. Yeah. Okay, plot. Yes. I fucking loved it. With, oh, with the way man. it opened, with the flashback, so I will say the way it opened, I will give you everything up until the end of the firefighting scene was like perfection. End of the firefighting scene with the first half hour? Uh, Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Oh, God. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, well, no, continue. And, and, and then I, I just feel like 
it had this great momentum and it was building and building and building. And then the second he kills the firefighters, which we saw in the trailer, it like immediately pumps the brakes. It slams on those brakes so hard until the end uh, for me. And it just, it was not boring. I'm not going to say it was boring because I don't think it was, but it definitely tried to build up to something amazing. And then it was like, oh, wait, we're getting there too fast. We have to pump the brakes and basically spend some time dilly dallying around. Okay, so I disagree. Oh, I know. Um, I, I think my perspective on this, right? And Justin and I are definitely within our rights to have different views on it. So my thought, Justin, is yes. that these movies were literally meant to be... Like, he wanted to... The original plan was to have two movies, and they wanted to film them back-to-back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this movie is intended to be watched directly after you finish Halloween 2018. Like Which it I is did. on its fucking coattails. Which is what I did. Okay, so for me, I think the reason why someone like like you said might feel like it hits the brakes is because we're still coming down. Like Halloween 2018 ends like on an adrenaline rush. Like you're still going. Yeah, I think. Long-term fans of the franchise are going to recognize the characters we meet in the bar, right? We meet Tommy Doyle, we meet Lindsay, we meet the nurse who helped Michael escape, and we meet two new characters, right? And we kind of get the background, we kind of learn the town has never really gotten over those murders, and I think it's really important to establish, even though we, the audience, have gone on this journey with the Strode girls... The town is unaware of it yet. Yeah, I, I'm just... It's just un- unfortunate that they they do a big thing about bringing these old characters back. <laughs> and then, spoiler alert, <laughs> they kill all of them except for what, uh, Lindsay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I would say there's a chance that Tommy's not dead. I don't think they can pull that again with like how they did with uh, the. Sheriff. The only reason why I said that he may not be dead is because we have we did not see like a death, like a real true like. Do you know what you know what I mean? Like especially, I, I, I absolutely so know what you mean. What, what, what was, Justin's talking about is yeah. uh, Officer Hawkins is not dead. Yeah, Officer which, Hawkins is back. Yeah, which you kind of, I, I kind of figured went even in 2018. I kind of figured like. Of their I, I, I wanted him to come back. I felt like him being killed by the doctor was anticlimactic. And then when yes. they start this movie off with him, right? Yeah. Coming, like, kind of like telling his story, I thought was brilliant. And it, the other big thing about the plot, so I, again, seeing these recurring characters, not having them have plot armor, which I think a lot of sh- movies and shows probably would do until like the last arc of it, and having them be vulnerable and having a lot of really brutal fucking shit happen, I think is really unique and then on top of it i also i also like so there's there's two big things i want to talk about which is why i enjoyed the plot especially when it was slower yeah absolutely watching the town go crazy from the paranoia yeah granted justified paranoia like i could not imagine living in a town where like that happened and then finding out that guy came back and he's on a rampage again yeah. And, like, the police can't do anything. 
and like thinking that if you're in a group you can kind of go like i think i think they filmed that well it obviously it climaxed in the hospital when Lori's daughter karen tries to save the because there's another escaped assailant and the town's so riled up and they don't know what michael looks like without the mask they think it's him and this guy granted he's in a home for the criminally insane so he probably committed a violent crime at some point i so still he's not really bad for him so he's not innocent but yeah. we all feel bad because like he was like he was not well well and, and he, he came into the hospital saying like somebody help me yeah exactly and yeah that whole like at first i thought it was i thought it was like cheesy but when the crowd rage the group dynamic paranoia climaxed into that i i i got on board for that ride okay i thought the payoff was good the second thing that to me really really kept me happy i think a lot of people thought laurie Strait was going to die in this I never did. My guess, I told Devin, my guess was going to be that the two youngers died. Interesting. Um, only because, like, you, you can't have a, a... With this and with John Carpenter back and, like, Jamie Lee, like, and them wanting to truly end... Because I'll, I'll be back. But to end the franchise on, like... To give Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter the crescendo to this cultural phenomenon, right? Like, I think Halloween will be back even in a world post Jamie Lee's involvement and John Carpenter's involvement, which is why I'm a fan of the multiple timelines. We can get to that later, but it's, it's something I think is actually really smart. I think it's like okay. Zelda, where you can have like the same characters but kind of do different things with them. I think it's really intelligent. But Lori's like barely involved. She's hurt. She got fucked up. Like she got like, cut up and she tries right she sticks herself with drugs and tries to get up and get going but she's hurt so Lori's like (laughs) so Lori's stuck in a bed this whole time and I think I think leaving the audience knowing that Lori has a bigger role to play and like having these other characters who they did build up pretty well have to go face the shape I think was a really brave thing and it's something the trailers never gave away like i know you thought so and i didn't look at what you posted in the chat when you're watching the blob with the zombie girl crew um but i I don't know if you expected that but i i thought that was i thought that was a level of restraint that a lot of horror franchises wouldn't take do you know what i mean like (laughs) jamie lee curtis is a hell of an actress yeah and she is just integral to the Halloween franchise and to have her bedridden or not on screen for 85% of this movie and letting these other characters who you either introduced at the beginning of this one or in 18, I thought was brave. I thought it paid off. Uh, So my hope, my secret dream, uh, I I only told Rachel this was that Uh I hope Michael died by the end of it. And that the third one was going to be, I know, but like imagine how much it would have taken to say, okay, Michael dies at the end of two. Three is just a post Michael world. That would never happen. But if it did, I would be like fucking mind blown. (laughs) If you listen to this, you probably listen to the non-spoiler part. That was my thing. There, There was no way. 
Oh like, no, I knew, I, I knew I it thought, wasn't actually going to happen. But I thought there was a chance they would kill Lori, mm. but I never thought Michael would die, and that is actually I think a perfect segue into my con. If you're ready for it, oh oh absolutely. This movie ends with one of the most brutal fucking scenes I've ever seen in my entire life when Michael brutalizes Andy's boyfriend. Oh yeah, like in a Holy weird way. Fucking like it's like it's like he recognized that like that was her man and she wanted to hurt her and she came into the house uh, un- uninvited. Right? Oh that my was god! Like, and this, was in the, the this is all happening things. in the Myers house, yeah. which was renovated by the gays, which I thought was just so funny. It was Big John, Little John, it, two perfect side characters. I thought, yeah, but absolutely. um, so that happens. Karen comes, saves her daughter. They drag Michael. They they bait him out, and the town beats the hell out of him, and he's laying on the ground. And I'm like, they killed Michael. Like, is it, is his spirit going to go to somebody else? Like, like he, like he was, he wasn't dead, but he was brutalized, right? Yeah, like, uh, my hope, my, well, not hope, but my actual theory was that my, something would happen to Michael and, like, one of the Strodes would basically, I don't know if it was the daughter or the granddaughter would go Michael. They would right? try to do what Halloween 2 did, but in a way that yes. would pay off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob yeah. Zombie's Halloween 2, that is. Um... <laughs> But after taking several bullets to the fucking chest, getting stabbed and beat and like literally just an amazing ass whooping, he gets back up. He kills Sheriff Brackett. We are about yeah. 90% sure he killed Tommy Doyle. Again, I'm taking the Game of Thrones approach where we didn't see a dead body that afterward. Is fair. That's fair. So there's a chance. But it definitely seems that way. He gets back into the house. Karen goes inside up to um, his Michael's sister's window, and Michael's there, and he kills her. Yeah. In my mind, we have two paths now. This is this is this is this is my honest opinion. There are two paths that can happen. Okay, I I have something that remind me. I have something very important to tell you after these two paths. Okay. Okay. It was a dream. Okay. It didn't actually happen. Michael is dead. It was kind of clicky, baity, leave you on the edge. But someone has taken up the mask, but it's not Michael. Okay. Or we have entered the realm of the supernatural. Potentially called a thorn. I, I hope that's not it. And Michael, because Lori gives that kind of speech, which we saw in one of the trailers about how he has transcended evil. Getting that to pay off, I think, would be very hard. I have something very important to tell you, Larry. Okay. I uh, read an interview with the director. If you can, try not to spoil anything for the next movie. If you are able to. Uh, it, I can't. I, I, I doubt he spoiled his own movie, but I'm sure he gave some clarity. Was it not a dream? Can I just tell you? He literally said three words about it. Okay. okay. Well, more than three words, but he said a couple words about it. He said, 
the, he basically gave a summary of what the next movie is. Okay. It happened. There's a four-year time jump. I figured that had to happen. There's no... <laughs> they're running out of nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're running out of dark. <laughs> uh, and then all they said was that Laurie Strode is still ever vigilant trying to find Michael. So it did happen. There's going to be a very weird four-year time jump, which I, I understand why they not would have weird. to do that. I, I'm happy. I'm happy. It's four, not like one year. Like I think that's yeah. that's good. Okay. 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 So unfortunately, it did go into the realm of the supernatural. Uh. Because that's the thing is right. Right. Like he got beat the hell so bad that they are going to have to give some kind of justification for it. I will say um, my biggest con about the movie is basically was the ending because I think they left it. If they had just left it, let's say Michael's down on the ground and yes, we see him start to get up and then that was it. I think that would have been a much better ending than what we actually saw. I don't get me wrong. I liked the brutal scene. I liked the like visuals of it, but it was kind of, it reminded me of, hokey 90s horror movies it, it, it did a little bit and i'm all because like again i it's not that i didn't like the ending it, it's it's we don't know what's coming next you know i don't know what the payoff is and i have to give faith to these writers and the director because as you're gonna see with my scores i loved halloween 2018 and i thought this was right up there with it if not like a little bit behind it and It's just hard because I yeah. we don't know what's coming next. Do you know what I yes. mean? Like that that is the hard part for me, and I, and I don't want to knock it because they have taken a character who I really like, characters Lori and Michael, and I think they have treated them with the most respect they have been given since John Carpenter and Deborah Hill had them in their hands. Okay, that 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 is, that is my honest to god opinion. Um, and they have not betrayed my faith in them yet. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. though I'm not a fan of how it happened in the end, there could be logic or reasoning that that gets me. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And it's hard. So I am taking points off for it because I don't know, but I'm not going to crush it. Like, there is a chance that, like, Halloween ends comes and the payoff is just not there. And then my thoughts on this movie will be less, right? It'd be, it'd be like if two towers didn't have the payoff that it did with return of the King. Right. Yeah. It'd be like how you feel about season eight of game of Thrones. Exactly. Right. Yes. Like I'm, I'm with you. You you've earned like season seven was like really questionable. Right. And then we had season eight and that was, <laughs> but we're in season seven territory. We are right in now. season seven. <laughs> But it's not as bad in no, season seven. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's just like because again, I love this movie. I've watched mm-hmm. it twice so far, and I'm probably gonna watch it for a third time. Like, I'm hoping Justin adds the Halloween 2018 to his Plex server. <laughs> I will. <laughs> and I, I like it. I like the movie as a whole. I think it's very good. I think when you compare it to other slashers, it's way better than what you normally get i 
And I think it's because that they're treating the lore and the characters in this world with a lot of respect. With all that being said, I'm nervous. And because I'm nervous, it's not going to be getting like golden scores. Which is fine because it's the bridge movie, right? It's the bridge for the trilogy. It's yeah. all going to hinge on what happens next. Yeah, and, and and for me personally, like I, I had just come off watching 2018, and yeah. that movie is amazing. <laughs> like yeah. I fucking love that movie, and I think honestly, yes, that did color my judgment for this movie. But I think that's kind of how it has to be, right? Because this be. is a direct, like, not even yes, that's a sequel to a movie. This is like seconds later, if not like a couple minutes earlier, right? Like they, yeah. they do the ending in the the ending of 18. And the beginning of this overlap, yeah. So I think it's the great. only fair way is to look at it side by side, really, like directly. You have and to. I feel like because of that, uh, that's why I felt uh, so strongly. <laughs> um, but do you agree also that if ends does have a Halloween twenty eighteen payoff, that you'll feel like i feel like i'm at the optimistic lookout on the plot of this mm-hmm. movie and you're more of like a hedging your bet kind of lookout well, so on the plot of this movie another thing that we haven't really talked about yet and yeah. i think needs to be brought up is they brought up the fact that it it has nothing to do with the strodes it has nothing I to do with lord dude that he just wants to be home and that's what i was talking about different timelines is mm-hmm. like michael and lori being brother and sister yeah is fine it's fine, right? It, like, I think Halloween H2O, even with the stupid-ass name, I think was a very good payoff to the end of that kind of journey. I think Rob Zombie tried to do something with it, and it didn't work out. We'll get to those movies of one Halloween in the future, eventually. <laughs> but I like having these characters, and I like having these characters go through like different journeys it is so cool like if you're laurie strode of course you think this man is after you right yeah and because you think that you would raise your daughters and think that way right like that's what you would think like but the thing is like michael doesn't care like like they said in the first movie he's a dog looking for a bone like he's just trying to get home it's the exact same thing he did in the first movie in the the original halloween right like he's trying to go home and I think that that is also really cool. Again, timelines, threads, different permutations of the basic boogeyman story. And I love that. I love it. I love it. I am of the other side of that. Uh, oh, you think they should be brother and sister? No, not not that at all. But I, I do like the idea of not their fates are interconnected or whatever, but that they definitely have created a mon- like a bigger monster inside of each other because of their interaction and they are somehow tied like like uh, when um Karen dies Laurie Strode is basically like feeling that yes something horrible has happened that I you liked... to her daughter yeah, yeah it could be but i i liked that part of like the whole oh you need mean nothing to Michael because I, I definitely do think that they do mean something. Well, I mean, obviously Michael means something to Lori. She's <laughs> basically her whole life has been about Kill this him. night. Um, but but I, I, I think 
even for Michael's sake, I think that he has to mean something to her. And for them to just say, no, it means nothing. It, it just felt a little weird considering how much it was built up in 18. But it wasn't. I mean, you just watched it. Like, I know it was the doctor. I know the doctor brought him there. Sorry. But even then, he could have just... The doctor didn't really bring him there. He left him on the side of the... He was left on the side of the road, basically. Yeah, but Michael is also like a sociopathic murderer who kills anything <laughs> in his way. Like, he walked into that house and killed the old people, right? Like, <laughs> like I, I like it because... Excuse me. I think it it makes us look at both their characters differently. And I like what it does to Lori's character in particular. I feel weird that now she's just kind of like, I don't know if they meant it this way, but I, I don't know if they are trying to say like, okay, yeah, she's just kind of crazy and obsessed over this for no reason. I, Not for a reason. Just, like I, she has a reason to be obsessed over Michael. Yeah, but they've kind of like taken what, like they've taken her beliefs and just kind of tossed them aside. I don't know if I really like that or not. Why do you think they tossed her beliefs to the side? I, well, I think it's a really good like. Well, because well, her, her beliefs are, like you know, they are something is going to happen between them, and it's you know, it's important that something happens between them. It's one of them dies or they both die or whatever. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of like the whole sack, you know, they both need to die at the same time. Harry Potter. I, yeah. That's that, that can, I can take it or leave it, but I, I definitely think there is like, there has to be some like, <laughs> unfortunately there, there does have to be some like big gigantic conclusion between the two of them. I and think there has to be a that. conclusion between the two of them, but I don't think we need Michael to be focused on Lori though. And, and it's only because we've seen that story. We know that story. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think this is much more... I, I, I don't know. Like, in my head, I just see this final confrontation where it's like... Lord, like Michael doesn't talk, right? But Lori's like, I've been searching my whole life for you for this moment. He's like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I, I think that is just a cool concept because it makes us like... It's like the oh my god, what is it? That fucking that Marvel's movie, that Marvel movie when at the end when Scarlet Witch is like you took everything from me and Thanos was like I don't yes know exactly you thank you yes it, and again I have already seen the story where they're intertwined that yeah. story for me ended at Halloween H two O because Halloween Resurrection did not happen and I dread the day we review that fucking piece of shit <laughs> so to me like I've seen them. Like, like them being like both driven towards like their ultimate fate i think it's i think it's different and i want a different story i don't need like we got like rob zombies halloween movie i do like I, it's like it was the first halloween movie i saw in the theaters and it will always have a special place for me but even with that being said like it was the same story this is a yeah. new story this is something we haven't seen before and i think because we haven't seen it before it makes, for me, as, like, the diehard Halloween fan, like, thirsty for ends. Like, I, I, I want to know. And that's why, again, my I have my cons. This isn't a yeah. perfect plot for me by any stretch of the imagination. But I really liked it. That's fair. I gave it an 8. 
I gave it a six. It's not, it's like I said, it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. It is not bad. But for me, I, I think that specifically when looking at this movie, I think when scoring it anyways. Yeah. Uh, Do you think, think it, it could potentially weakest. change when you see ends? Um, Up or down? Because I, I, I think mine could. Plot-wise. Mine could. I think the only way it would go up is if ends was uh, a vi- like a drastically different plot. I'm not sure how, but but I okay. think it would have to do something drastic. Well, we have a year to wait. Okay, cinematography. So now we're going to get into the part where like I really don't have a whole lot of negatives to say. So if you um, have some, you're going to have to go for it. No, honestly, I think that uh, specifically cinematography and audio, I think, is the strongest part of this movie. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, so, <laughs> sticking in cinematography, <laughs> yeah, the practical effects with the brutality of Myers' kills, especially in a world where I know you and I were both concerned. We saw that trailer. We saw the the fireman massacre, and we we're like, we saw everything. Oh, we did not. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't even see the best part of the movie. Ooh, what is your, what is the best part of the movie to you? I'm curious. The the conversation in the Myers house. Okay. Like when Lonnie goes in there, and then they go in there after him. Oh and... man, and she's just fun. I, you know what? I gotta say this. G- granddaughter Strode is a badass. Yeah, she is. No like fear. when she just that gun goes out of her hand, she doesn't even think for a second. She just starts fucking stabbing him. We'll talk about it again and how scary, at least for myself. But the murder of her boyfriend will haunt me. Interesting. Um, I I think that especially since I hated his character, so I was like kind of like happy to see him die. But this the brutality of oh my god, his I, I dad's say, dead body like hanging above him, well, staring his, down his, at him. His dad basically died the same way he did. Oh my god! I, I will brutal. say, um, there is a small con I do have in the okay. cinematography. It is that that this movie is so brutal. It's brutal that I feel like by the end I was like. By the time Lonnie died, I was desensitized to it. There's no way. There's no way because when the boyfriend died, it was the it was the most brutal kill of the whole movie. To me, honestly, it was like like yes, it was, but it, it it I think I had more of a reaction to the the crazy guy jumping out the window and hitting the fucking ground. Yeah, like that was wild. And then after basically after that, it was like or the scene where like Michael comes in carrying the little kid's dead head. And, like, I like okay. fucking massacres oh, that whole God. car. Okay, you know what? I I have to bring up another con. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, this I just remembered this part when he fucking kicks the door and makes that girl shoot herself. That was stupid. I I will say on that. second watch the jump was less intense, but I did think it was. I did think they earned it because they had the conversation of her making fun of her husband about how she knew how to handle oh. a gun. So Absolutely. I felt like it was earned. It wasn't well, like a stupid. Oh yeah, I, I didn't bring, take any points off for yeah. that. It was like... goofy. It was it, goofy, it... <laughs> but it was a nice moment of levity in a very goddamn brutal movie. Oh yeah, it was Jesus like... Christ. But like, it shot really well. Yeah. Like when Michael's moving through places or coming out of the shadows, and like he never runs, but he stalks, keeping on this kind of Lord of the Rings subtext we have here. 
when Lindsay's trying to escape him, she's hiding underneath the tree. I was like, oh no, don't put on the ring, Frodo. Like, <laughs> and well, it's, it, I, I will I say they did show some restraint not killing Lindsay because I immediately thought like, okay, her fucking cell phone's going to go off or something. Oh, me too. I thought for sure that something was going to happen and it it never did. And I was happy about it. And for me, again, is this perfect? No. However, I think it was better than Halloween. Like Like, uh, 2018 or? Cinematography wise. Yes. Halloween 2018. Like I think this is Gordon Green getting more comfortable behind the lens, learning how he wants to shoot Michael um and it just has these sequences and like the sequence in the hospital when the crazy man is like stuck there and the crowd's going nuts like i i don't know there were just some scenes in this movie that really impressed me again it is not perfect yeah but it's a step more so i gave it a nine and a half i gave it a nine uh, okay. just because by the end i definitely felt uh, a little desensitized to the violence. Well, apparently you're fucking broken inside because when that <laughs> when that boyfriend died again, and I hated his character, but when he died, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I, 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 it was one say. of the most brutal fucking sequences <laughs> I have seen since like goddamn Hostel. Well, he it's because he walked down the stairs and was like, "Oh wait," and, like, and then like recognized like, that like she was like hurt, like, like yeah. she was like in pain, watching her boyfriend be in pain, and he's like, "Here, let's amp this shit up." <laughs> God, I will. Damn. I will say one one thing that we didn't even touch on is, I think this is, I I think so they do kind of a very quick, Michael face reveal, uh, when he's putting the mask back on. You no, see not any more than what they did in Halloween eighteen in the courtyard. I thought. Oh, I I definitely think I like full on know what Michael looks like now. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it was very smart how they did it i don't think yeah. they spent enough time like they they definitely they didn't well, make a big deal about it what about carpenters too like in the original carpenter movie we saw his face we saw a well, lot exactly. of his face well exactly and, and i think it's back to that here but like you you kind of see quick shots of like when people take his mask off and stuff but they never make a big deal about it and i think that's important and i just want to make one final yeah. comment about when the flashback scene happened and michael's standing out in front of his house like when he was caught by his parents in the Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> Oh, I think those flashback sequences are, are fantastic. Like it's done so well. Okay. And they, they, they cut in like, like shots of like, uh, what's his goddamn name? Dr. Loomis. Who plays Loomis? Uh, I was actually a lookalike in this movie. Oh, well, I, I, I thought it was CGI. No, it was a lookalike. I oh. think they did a fantastic. Yeah. It was job, amazing. Though, like, oh my God. They, yeah. Justin. I know. I know. They yeah. really did a great job. Okay. Audio. I have nothing negative to say about this. I think Same. every single character brought it 110%. I Absolutely. thought, I can't think of the actor's name right now, the top of my head. The one in the cast to play, uh, um, Tommy. The young, I can't think of the young boy's name now. Now I'm like blanking on everything. Uh, I was setting a lot of accounting, guys. I'm sorry. My, my final oh. is tomorrow. <laughs> Are you talking about Tommy Doyle? <laughs> Thank you. Tommy Doyle. Yes. And the guy who plays Tommy Doyle. Uh, yes. God, he's from the. Damn Breakfast Club. What is his name? Halloween Kills Cast. <laughs> Gee, I am so uh, sorry, guys. I, I blame accounting. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Thank you. Yes, Anthony Michael Hall. Like, I was a little bit worried because Anthony Michael Hall can like he can definitely be a lot sometimes, yeah. like a, a big presence. 
But, dude, everyone did such a great job. All these actors that they brought back to reprise their roles. Like, it was just fantastic. And Jamie Lee Curtis, God bless her. Like, when she's on that screen, even though she's not on it a whole lot, she just, she holds it. And James Jude Courtney, who plays Michael in this, is, he's not giant or supernatural like Jason, right? Yeah. He's very much intended to look just like a dude. And, but the presence in just like the scene in particular where like he kills the old couple and he drags the old guy's body to the table and it's just stabbing knives into him like like a like a, like a diseased monster you know what i mean it's just great the the twist on the halloween theme is fantastic the ghost song hunter's moon that they wrote for this was also fantastic the, oh, the, how the did oldie how did we not talk about it? the nurse dies how we thought she would have died in the original movie? Yeah. 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 It's... I loved it. I gave it a 10 again. I I, 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 I gave audio a 10. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the audio is really where these Halloween movies shine. The new ones. Yes, the new ones. <laughs> okay. How scary. I think from your earlier comment, you may not agree with me. Well, I, th- I think we are going to be on different okay. ends of the spectrum. I found this to be uh, far scarier than Halloween 2018. Um, I thought that some of the death sequences were brutal. I thought the way they made us go from rooting for the crowd to fearing the crowd was really, really well done. I thought we have to see what happens, but the end sequence with karen dying and tommy dying and sheriff bracket dying and all that stuff was slow and brutal and meticulous and like i've mentioned a hundred times the final confrontation between andy and her boyfriend and michael in the house in the myers house was just it was just so good and then like I'm also thinking about like when Big John and Little John are walking through the house, like trying to find Michael, like or trying to find someone, the person who broke in. Yeah. And like when Big John gets murdered, like stabbed underneath the armpit, and then his fucking head crushed and stuff. Like, I'm not a big gore person. Like we talked about this before, it's not really my shtick. I don't really like the heavy violence. That's why some of the later saws didn't do it for me. Yeah. This never made me feel repulsed. It just made me like. It was scary. I went around and checked the windows of my house, made sure my back door was, the thing was dropped. And I, I don't know. I, is this a scary who I've ever seen? No. Is it the scarier slasher I, scariest slasher I have seen in a minute? Fuck yes. It's the scariest slasher I've seen probably since Halloween 2018. I, I can't think of a slasher, a recent slasher has come out that even comes close to sniffing this. Can you? Uh, I don't know. I have to go look to see. I don't okay. remember a lot of movies, so... <laughs> But your turn. I'm not going to give a score yet, but I think you said okay. you feel like you're on a different end of the spectrum than me. Yeah, um, I, I definitely felt like this movie played more like Halloween 2 with its uh, lean towards, like, I don't want to say action more than vi- more than scary, but, I mean, that's what, what how I have to say it because I can't think of another word. Um, but, yeah, it, it definitely leaned more towards, like, the brutality than the like scares and yes some of the brutality i'll give you was like 
holy fuck. And scary is scary. different to other people too, right? Because there yeah. are some things that I find scary that other people probably wouldn't. But the brutality in this, for me, was scary. But I could see how for your cold, dead heart, Mr. <laughs> I watched Saw to go to sleep, uh, I could see how maybe it wouldn't bother you. Yeah, it, well, well, and like I said, by the end, it was just kind of like, okay, like, yeah, I'm a little desensitized to this now. Um, I don't think it's as scary then as uh, Halloween 2018. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if that's just because there was more of a, I mean, this, this movie is less about Michael stalking around. It's more about him basically going, trying to go home yeah, and getting everything in his fucking way out of it. He is like a fucking bulldozer just trying to go somewhere and people are getting in his way in this uh, more than him stalking around and being this creepy shadow. Yes. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I, I definitely felt that this... I don't know if it's the scariest slasher I've seen recently because I honestly, I just can't remember. Sure, sure. But, but, I, but I think that all slashers really kind of end up in this place where they need to either decide they're going to stay scary, scary, or if they're going to go for like a violent scary. And, and I think that Halloween, this... Halloween has kind of ended up they chose violence. violence scary. Yeah, they definitely went violence. And, and like you said, I, I love Saw. So th- yeah. this to me didn't really do much for me in the scary section. It's the most that... brutal I've ever seen Michael be. I mean, oh, Rob Zombie down, had like, Michael do some fucked up stuff. Not even, it wasn't even Michael. It was the like characters around Michael. Remember the director's cut of the Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie where he has the guards rape the girl in his room? Yeah. Yep. Now, we aren't reviewing the director's cut when we review okay, that good. movie. I have good. no goddamn interest in talking about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, so I, I don't know. I, I just, I am definitely hey, on the lower end. How scary, as we know, is the, probably the most subjective part of the, the whole review process. So it's fine. Yes. I gave it eight and a half. I gave it a full point higher than the Halloween 2018. I was very impressed. I jumped a lot and I was, I was impressed. I gave it a three and a half. <laughs> um, three I, and a half. I have to go. Yes. I, I know I was going to say it would be understanding. But I have to go back through here, sir, and look at what you gave a scarier. You said this is as scary as uh, Halloween 4. Yeah. I mean, I think they go for. I mean, it's really the same thing a mob of people going after Michael. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Let me find I, something else. You said underwater was scarier than this. Sorry again, Rachel, but we did not like that movie. Uh, you said the birds. You said the birds was scarier than Halloween Kills. Yeah, I, I stand by. I don't think Halloween Kills goes for scares. I think it goes for trying to make people uncomfortable with its brutality, but that doesn't work. Didn't really work. We're getting for married me. in a week. I'm not going to harass you. All right, I <laughs> we agree that the subgenre is still deranged, man. Depending upon what happens in Kills, this might change. But yes. I, I will say, put an asterisk beside it that it might change. So, to review the scores. For plot, <laughs> yes. I gave it an 8. You gave it a 6. For cinematography, I gave it a 9.5. You gave it a 9. For audios, we both gave it a 10. For how scary, I gave it an 8.5. You gave it a 3.5. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of an 81. Halloween 2018 has an 87 in our master list. The 81, close to the top, but not right there. It's, but it's in good company. Let me... Remember my alphabet. With an 81, it is tied with the Candyman remake, the Crazies, the Exorcist, 
the original Halloween, Resident Evil 4, the video game, and Train to Busan. I think right, that's fair. Right below with an 80% is the first Silent Hill game. And right above it with an 82% is Dead by Daylight and Midsummer, with both with 82s. I think that's fair. All right. So that's the review of Halloween Kills. If you've seen it, send us emails. I think Justin saying that the birds is scarier than Halloween Kills. If you want to send him an email, go ahead. I'm not going to be mean. He's getting married in a week. But if you guys want to, uh, our emails are open. So are our DMs on Twitter. And you can message me privately if you feel more comfortable. We're going to play. message me privately, too. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can confront Justin straight up. He's not, he's not scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to play a commercial from Member Podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network. And then head on in to the closing. Ghosts, split souls, monsters, sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And on our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. I'm gonna I'm gonna really try hard to forgive you for giving it a three and a half for how scary, but it's fine. I I, 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 will, I, will, I will get do, there. I will do you a favor of while I'm on my honeymoon, I will watch this again. Okay. And if if my mind has changed I will come back and I will tell you because okay, I think by then the stress of the wedding will be gone. So maybe I will look at it differently. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> uh, so speaking of that, this is we are going to have episodes coming out. We never miss an episode, obviously. Yeah. But November eighth will be the next like live recording. It's going to be our review of Aliens. I've never seen it before, and we're being joined by the Zombie Girls, Rachel and Mars. It's actually Rachel's favorite movie ever so that would be a lot of fun um then after that will be predator and then dead space 3 um coming out for you guys after this is just one more pre-recorded episode and that was our silent hill homecoming review with our patron tuck yeah it, it was a lot of fun and uh, i'm excited to get to uh downpour which is just a piece of work a real piece of work that game oh my lord it's i i don't even know i i haven't found it yet i've seen how expensive it is i'm trying my best to find it cheaper oh and this will be the first time we're mentioning it um we are going to be reviewing scream 2 scream 3 oh, and yes, scream 4 right. before the new scream comes out in mid-january um scream besides halloween is probably my favorite horror franchise um i've said i think i'm sure i said this podcast that scream 2 is the best sequel ever made and i think it might be better than the original scream we'll see um so we're going to do that we are potentially playing a interesting game to kind of fit the slashery thing yes just we're, to kind of break up the, yeah we're talking clock tower yes the, the first one the original we played clock tower three it's actually one of our very first game reviews ever so it'd be kind of yeah. cool to to go back to that one um 
But besides that, guys, just thank you. I hope everyone is having a wonderful uh, October, a great Halloween season. Um, make sure you're being safe out there. And one last time, because I don't think we'll be recording again. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful wedding, and it is fantastic. Oh, thank you. Uh, I hope so because uh, it's very stressful. So. <laughs> I can, I yes, I can commiserate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Justin, with all that being said, I have nothing else. Anything left from you? No, not really. All right, guys, go watch Halloween Kills. Don't let this negative Nancy bring you down. And until <laughs> next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.